my philosophy is don't be fearful, don't be greedy because they're not really good emotions. And I say instead, be prepared and follow your values and instincts and do it properly. So the big question is this, how are investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question this podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markowski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markowski Method. Join us. Hello and welcome. You might notice I'm actually in my Versace robe tonight. Um, feeling a little bit under the weather, not feeling the best. So I'm in my PJs and my robe and just relaxing at the moment. But, you know, I'm committed to doing this show every Wednesday. So it doesn't matter what's happening. If I wasn't even in a hospital bed, I'd try to get there and do it. So I'm keeping my commitment. Got a few announcements to do tonight, but also I'm going to be talking about the Nigerian print scam. If you're not aware of it, if anyone's aware of it, if you've ever had that, please let me know, type in the comments. But I'm going to be talking about the Nigerian print scam and hey, why you need to avoid it. But, you know, there's a lot of scams that happen in our lives that we don't know about. And I want to talk about that because it's very, very important because I think a lot of people get caught up on the wrong things. So tonight's going to be an interesting session. To start with, I'm going to read out a little letter for you for, from Nigerian scam. So I recently really received a letter like this, which is very similar, and it's from Naomi Suruguba. Dear beloved friend, I know this message will come to you as a surprised, surprised, but permit me of my desire to go into business relationship with you. I'm, I'm a bit going, hmm, interesting. I am very surprised about this, especially about the grammar, but uh, someone wants to go into business relationship with me from the first line. I am Miss Naomi Suruga, a daughter to late Ali Badi Suruga of Libya, who was murdered during the recent civil war in Libya in March 2011. Before his death, my late father was a strong supporter and a member of the late Muhammad Gaddafi government in Tripoli. Meanwhile, before the incident, my late father came to Konutu Benin Republic, the sum of USD, United States dollars, $4.2 million, and they put in little brackets, US $4.2 million, just so you're clear, $4.2 million, which he deposited in a bank here in Contono, Benin Republic, West Africa for safekeeping. You know, I guess you would want to put it in the bank for safekeeping because you wouldn't want, um, you know, willy-nilly leave that, you know, $4.2 million sitting around the place doing nothing, you know what I mean? So definitely. I'm here seeking for an avenue to transfer the fund to you in if you're only a reliable and trustworthy person to investment the fund. I'm here in Benin Republic because of the death of my parents and I want you to help me transfer the fund into your bank account for investment purposes. Wow, so she wants to give me, put into my bank account 4.2 million. Please, I'll offer you 20% of the total sum of 4.2 million for your assistance. Please, I wish to transfer the fund urgently without delay into your account and also wish to relocate to your country due to the poor condition in Benin. As to enable my continue my education, as I was a medical student before the sudden death of my parents, reply to alternative email, misssamaragi at hotmail.com. Your immediate response will be appreciated. Remain blessed, Miss Naomi Struber. Now, you know, obviously, and I hope it's obvious for everyone listening at the moment, that this is a scam, right? There is no $4.92 million dollars it's not true, it's not gonna happen, it's just not happening. So why am I going through this? Why am I telling you about this? It is a scam. 
But what I want to talk to you about and why you've got to avoid this is because this is a very basic scam and you can tell. Now, they send millions of these letters, millions and millions every year. And this is the funny thing. There's actually people who are not savvy enough that actually end up, you know, replying to the letter, wanting to get their hands on the $4.2 million. What they do is they say, oh, look, you know, in order to do that, what we need to do is we need to transfer something and you need to send us $500. We send them $500. And then they're going, yes, we're nearly there, but we need a stamp from the official for another $1,200. And they keep asking for more and more and keep going. And what happens is, and this is human nature, two, two parts of human nature they're, they're exploiting really badly. And these are the two things you need to guard yourself against. Is one is that the greed factor, right? If you're feeling greedy, you shouldn't be doing a deal because doing a deal out of greed is the wrong thing to do, right? It really is. And anyone that's buying property or doing anything out of greed, I think it's the wrong emotion. You know, Warren Buffett says, when everyone's greedy, be fearful. When, you, when everyone's fearful, be greedy. My philosophy is, don't be fearful, don't be greedy, because they're not really good emotions. And I say, instead, be prepared and follow your values and instincts and do it properly. So I'm going to give you a few examples tonight. And I'm going to go on a bit of a rant because... You know, I had a run-in today with a business that I deal with and I want to talk to you about this business because I had a, I had a bit of a run-in and I want to talk to you about what happened because I want to be authentic about um, what's happening. Life isn't always sunshine and roses all the time. Sometimes, you know, it's one of those things. And today I'm feeling a bit down, you know, had a tough day and I want to tell you about it because I want to be authentic because, you know, our values are heart. First one is have fun, progress over perfection. A is being authentic, being real, no bullshit, being vulnerable, and that's what I'm gonna to be tonight. I'm gonna to be vulnerable, I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm gonna be opening up about a few things that have been happening in my life lately that has been giving me the shits, that have been annoying me, you know, people close to me, and it's been annoying, and I'm gonna to talk to you about it. And the reason I'm gonna talk about it is because of the lesson to be learned from this, which is important, because I really think there's a lesson to be learned. The greed factor. So people get sucked in because of greed. See, I'm sick to death of the get-rich-quick mentality. You know what I mean? And the one place, you know, with positive property, there's no place for that. So if you want to get rich quick, go to another group, you know, because we don't do that here. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. It's a scam. And I've just refused to pans that have get-rich-quick people. You know, I've had enough of them. There's so many people out there, and it's really annoying, especially in property, that say, you know, you can do this and make $100,000 overnight and make a million dollars in the first year and 10 properties in six months. Look, it's not possible. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Now, the funny thing is, this Nigerian scam ladder gets people, but for two reasons. One reason, because of greed. And being greedy is, being greedy is um, a bit of being naive, I suppose, and not knowing the understanding. it. And the funny thing is, this is an interesting thing. When I started my first business. I remember I got a fax back in the early 90s. I got a fax like this. And I thought it was real. You know, I was in my 20, early 20s. And before that, no one heard about the Nigerian scam. And actually, I went to a friend of mine and said, look, this guy's got, you know, 4.9 million. He was in Nigeria and wanted us to fly there to do a deal. And my friend goes, well, I've got better business experience. I'm going to go and do it for you. And I said, yeah, sure. sure. Anyway, luckily, what happened was, um, I didn't go anyway, I was gonna go, but he was gonna go. And luckily, I saw a thing in the news a week later where some guy went from Australia and got killed, right? Which is pretty bad. So being greedy can be very dangerous and being green behind the ears can be dangerous. Now, what did I learn from the experience? A lot not to go for those sort of scams, and luckily I didn't. But 
you know, I was tempted myself, you know, because I didn't have the experience. What I'm saying is the get rich quick thing, a lot of people are tempted to do that, but it's a waste of time. It's not worth it. Really, making money takes time and you need to follow the principles, very important. That's one thing I want to talk about. The second part is the continued loss fallacy. See, there was a guy in Queensland and what happened was, I don't know what he was, but I'm just gonna make this up. He was a bus driver with his wife, an older fellow, and he got scammed in by this Nigerian thing and gave him some money. And then they emailed him and said, we've got problems. He gave him some more money. And what happened was he ended up on this roller coaster where roundabout where every couple of weeks they were asking for money and they were sending it to him. You know what I mean? And they were sending, he was sending him money. And over and over and over, he just kept going. And the thing is, he couldn't stop. His wife was begging to stop, but he couldn't stop. He ended up selling his house and giving him all his money, everything. And they were broke, completely broke. And the reason being, because he had, what happened was, what happens is, it's called the sunk cost fallacy. And what happens is when you make a bit of a loss or you sink some costs, what happens is sometimes you can't help yourself and you just keep going and trying to recoup that loss, right? It's like a gambler, he's lost some money and he keeps gambling all night to try to get that money back that he lost and losing everything, including his house. And this is really, it's such a hard thing to get out of, but it's very, very important to be able to walk away. Walking away is the most important thing you can do. And, and the problem is people do this in business when they go to the casino. They do this when they're in a relationship that's really shit and they, don't want to, they can't get out of it. You know, it's, it's one of those cost, lost, cost, sunken cost fallacies. And it happens to people, it's human nature. And being able to get out of it is very important. And what I want to do is talk about sunk costs and talk about a little story here. Have you ever heard of a dog who sat in a nail, right? Well, a dog and his owner were sitting in their garden and the dog was howling and barking in pain. The neighbor peeped over the fence and asked the owner by the dog, why the dog was so loud? The owner replied, because he's sitting on a nail. Duh. The owner then says, because he's sitting, he's, he's in enough pain to complain, but not in enough pain to do anything about it. That's the dog in the nail metaphor. And you know, anything who's chronically complaining or being loud about their tough situation is a dog who's sitting on a nail. They're in enough pain to complain about it, not enough pain to do anything about it. And you know, they're sitting on the fence, sitting on that nail. And so many people do this. They're stuck in a job they don't like. They're stuck in a relationship they don't want to be in. They're stuck living in a house with people they don't want to live in, right? And there's a lot of people that are sitting on the, that nail and complaining chronically over and over and over. And, you know, but you've got to be aware that you're 100% in control of your situation. And then what happens is, well, people are, oh, well, I'm not, you know what I mean? Because of this, because of this. And then I get that all the time. And the thing is, one thing we've got to realize, right? You may not be 100% controlling your situation, but you're 100% responsible for your situation. Now, a lot of people are going to push back against that again, aren't they? They're going to go, well, I'm not responsible. But let me go through this and let's dissect this and talk about it and um, see what I mean. If you don't like where your life is at, do something about it. If you're tired of having any no money at the end of the week, get off your ass and do something about it. If you're complaining about the person you're married to, you know, your, your husband's a dickhead, do something about it. And that's the thing, you know, if you don't know, you know anything about property investing, 
talk to people who, who are good at it. Find real mentors, real life results. Right? You know what I mean? So with everything, I call this the VCR question. And that's the thing. You know, Mark Mansoon, author of uh, The Satellite, not giving a F-U-C-K. He's the one that coined this phrase. So I'm using this phrase, by the way, because uh, I'd like to attribute to him. But um, what I love about the VCR quip problem, it's very, very, makes a lot of sense. So when my parents bought a VCR, you know, I was like 15 years old. They bought a VCR. I jumped in, started pressing buttons. And before you know it, it was working. And as a 15-year-old, I just had the intuition with technology. I had a computer and everything else like that. And my parents said, how did you do that? And I said, well, I just did it, you know. And they looked at the instruction manual and they were like bemused you know they still to this day don't know how to do it right how to how to put the vcr on and how do i explain it to them it's hard to explain like just do it you know what i mean and the thing is the vcr question is a question that when you look at someone else and you think well that's easy but when you're in their situation it's hard and that's the difference you're on facebook right now so it's never been easier to find people who've achieved what you want right do you know what the mentality is behind complaining without doing anything about it? Basically, being in pain builds up anger and sadness. That anger and sadness needs to go somewhere. So it's easier to release it by complaining versus doing something about it, right? This incubates victim mentality, locks you into a loop where you'll do the exact same when the anger sadness builds up again. You know, that's the fact of it. And people that are complaining about their lives, that's what's happening. And, you know, I've got someone in my life at the moment, this girl, lovely girl, good friend of mine, but she keeps complaining about her husband. Like, this has been going on for years and years and years. And, you know, I call these people assholes because they ask for advice and never take it, you know what I mean? And I think, I think um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there like that. And I've got a few people in life that do this and they come in and they're like, oh, my husband's an arsehole, he treated me like this, and he cheated on me with my best friend for four years, and then he kicked me out, and then he did this and did that, but she keeps going back to it, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, are you happy? No. Well, do something about it, leave. I can't leave. And look, I'm not having a go at her, because obviously she's stuck in that mental pain and mental thing, and she's in that cycle of pain, anger, sadness, and what happens is she gets the pain, anger, sadness, but the problem is, Getting out of a comfort zone is too hard to get out of a comfort zone. So she's want to, it's easier to complain and sit in that nail than get out of the comfort zone. Then I knew this other girl, she wanted to break up with her husband and she kept sitting on the fence. She kept going back to her ex and husband and backwards and forwards. And I said, look, just get off the fence. You know, the worst place you can be in life is on the fence, sitting on that nail. Because the challenge is, it's much better to go somewhere. You know, if you're sitting on the fence, you don't know where to go. Doesn't matter. Go one way or the other, 100%, because you'll find out quickly if you're going the right direction, you can go back. But the problem is sitting on the fence, you're going nowhere. And that indecision and doing nothing is eating away at your soul, eating away at your self-respect, eating away at your dignity, eating away at everything. You know, that's why if anyone's seen Dirty John part two, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, just block your ears for a few seconds. And what happened was her husband cheated on her and then broke up with her and she felt like a victim. And, you know, in her own mind, because really at the end of the day, we choose how we feel. And no one, people can do something to us, but I choose how I respond to that, you know what I mean? And I really think at the end of the day, 
victim mentality is not going to help you. So if you think you're a victim, and I'm sorry to say this, but that's because, you, that's because you're creating that victim mentality. Get away from the victim mentality and be responsible for everything in your life because you are responsible. And let me give you an example. If someone knocked on your door and left the baby at your front door with a little note and no one was there and you're the only one at home and you open the door, who'd be responsible for that baby? I'm just wondering, what do you reckon? Who would be responsible? Well, probably you, right? And the thing is, you would be responsible and regardless, now you didn't put the baby there, right? But it doesn't matter. Get rid of your ego because you've got to be responsible. And just like um, that you know, dog sitting in the thing, I mean, if you've got a really shit boss and you're not happy with your work, stop complaining about your boss, do something about it. If you've got a shit relationship, stop complaining about it, do something about it, right? You know, I'm sick to death with people that complain over and over and I feel sorry for them. We've got complete empathy because you can see they've got anger, sadness, anger, sadness, backwards and forwards, and it's just depressing. And in Dirty John 2, that lady, she had anger, sadness, anger, sadness. She was like totally stressed out. Then finally one day she buys a gun and goes and shoots him and his partner. And look, what she did was terrible. And she deserves to go to jail for that, definitely. However, after she shot him, she was totally relaxed. She was happy. She was in jail and totally stress-free. And why was she? Because she actually got off the fence. Now, would it, what would have been the smarter thing to do is move on and get another relationship or even live on your own and forget the past, right? And get off that fence. But she was stuck on that fence, that victim mentality, and kept going on about it over and over and over, you know? And it's like people that, um, you know, rob a bank and they're, on the, on, they're running away from the law for years and years and years, and suddenly they're just, they, out of nowhere, they rock up and turn themselves in. And the, what, the reason they do that is because they can't handle the stress of being on the run. So sitting on the fence is not a place to be. It's not a comfortable place to be. Being a dog that's sitting on an owl is bad. And what I'm saying is if you're sitting on an owl, whether it's about finances, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about anything, please, I beg you, do something about it. Get off that now. Stop, you know, stop complaining about it because, and I'm talking about people in my life, stop complaining about it and coming to me and asking me for advice because, you know, I've actually... My friend, I paid for a therapist for her. And then she rang me up and goes, oh, I don't want to pay for her. I said, I'll pay. Just because I don't want to be your therapist. I want a therapist to be your therapist. You know, I hate it when people want me to be a therapist when a therapist would probably make a better therapist than me. And a lot of people out there are very scared to get out of comfort zone. And that's what I want to talk about today. So if anyone's had that experience, you know, with Nigerian letter or you know, getting it hard to leave where you're at or getting out of comfort zone, let me know, you know, comment in the comments. If anyone wants to discuss anything, let me know. But the fact of it is, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm about today. We've got this comfort of sitting in the fence and sitting in it now, even though it's uncomfortable, it's the comfort of the known. And it's amazing that people are more comfortable with a now up their clacker than actually getting out of their comfort zone and moving forward. And really, at the end of the day, I think you've got to do whatever it takes. How do we get off that fence? You know, how do we get off that fence? How do we get, how do we know, you know, whether we should be sitting on the fence? Do we go this way or go that way? Now, I, want to, I want to give people a bit of clarity here because I think this is very important. I think the number one thing to do, and this is why people are on the fence with lots of things, is the number one thing you need to do is you need to find out what's important to you. What's important to you? What are your standards? 
What are you going to live by? What are you going to die by? I'm serious about this because I really think that if you don't know what's important to you, you're going to be like this dog stuck in that nail because you've got no standards. See, the reason this friend of mine, this girl, the reason this girl um, that I was speaking about in regards to you know, complaining about her husband and him being an arsehole and the way he treats her and when I hear about it, I think, wow, that guy's really bad, but she's staying there. So she's the one putting up with this stuff, right? You can't force her. She's not locked up there, right? She's locked up there because she hasn't got standards because it's a matter of asking the question, okay, I'm being treated like this. Is that the way I want to be treated? You know, what are my standards? What am I willing to put up with? What am I willing not to put up with? And I think at the end of the day, you need to be very clear on your values and your standards and your goals. And I think if people don't, if people cross those boundaries or break those standards, well, maybe they're not the right people for you. Because you know, I think, I think for me, that's very important. And I had a situation today, and I'm going to talk about it today. So I recently had a, a business person I deal with today, and we made an agreement a while ago about what I'm willing to do and what he's willing to do. And I kept up my part of the bargain. And when it came to them keeping up their part of the bargain, they started asking questions and saying, well, what about this? And what about this? And I said, hold on a second. When we did the deal, when we said we're going to do what we're going to do, we both agreed. Now, you can't agree on something and then afterwards go back and go, well, on this condition, on that condition, on that condition. You know, I really don't like dealing with people that don't stick to their word because my word's very important and I'm a man of my word. And I think that people that haven't got integrity or don't keep their word, I don't want to deal with them. And the beauty of it is because I'm very clear on this, I don't have to stuff around. And I sent him a strong message today and basically I'm going to give him one chance to be, have integrity and stick to their word and otherwise I'm out. And the reason I'm out is because I'm not that dog that's going to sit in the nail and get abused and disrespected by someone. And because I know exactly what my values are, and, you know, heart is our values and A is authentic, being real. Now, being authentic, being real, and being vulnerable is a mat is better of in integrity, because integrity is in there. And if people don't have integrity, if they're not real, if they're not authentic, I don't want to deal with them, because there's a lot of people out there like that. You know, they they pretend, you know, they're they're into sales and they're pretending they can, you know, they say yes, yes, yes to everything, and then when it comes to it, they don't they don't actually stick to their word. And the way I see it is, I give them one chance and then I'm out, because, you know, I think it's really important to everyone around you. You want high caliber people with lots of integrity and people that have got similar values to yourself. Because I think your respect, your self-respect is very, very important. And your word is very important. You should not break your word or your self-respect for anything. And look, part of the reason I'm on tonight, I'm not feeling the best, I'm in my robe, is because I want to keep my word. Now, obviously, if I was in hospital on my deathbed or if I was out of range, I wouldn't be able to do it. But I want to do it everything I can when I promise to do something to do it anyway because that's that's the way I am and I really think you know being a man of your word is you when you when you say something you do it regardless of regardless of um how you feel about it afterwards last Saturday night a friend of mine had a 50th birthday party it was really cold and you know a friend of mine was coming with me and she's like oh it's a bit cold I don't know if I want to go and I said look you don't have to go I'm going to go anyway because I, I gave my word and I'm doing it. You know, I really think if you're going to give your word, just do it. And it's very, very important. 
So, and that's me. And, you know, that's the people I want to hang out with, people that, you know, do that. So basically, that's the fact of it. And I really think that the most important thing you can do if you want to get off that nail, you want to get off that fence, because we're talking about the fence, we're talking about the nail. What I've done for the guys that are watching, for people that are watching and haven't done the 14 day challenge, if you're sitting on the fence, if you're sitting on that nail and you just don't, you know, you, you haven't sorted out any finances. So if you have got any ideas about investing in property, if you want to replace your income through property, if you want to make it in property and you want help getting off the fence, I'm here to help you now. This is what I'm gonna do. We're doing a challenge in September, 7th of September. It's coming up pretty soon. And this is gonna be our last one that we're gonna actually do at this price. After that, it's going back up. And what I'd like to do, guys, is I'd like to invite you to join our challenge, our 14-day challenge on the 7th of September. And um, I'm gonna be with you live. So I'd like you to join me live in the September challenge for 14 days, live with me each night. What I wanna do is go through every part of the investing journey and help you create a million dollar game plan and get you off that fence and get you actually in investing something really good. You know what I mean? That's what I wanna do. And I wanna really skyrocket it. I wanna get rid of excuses, I wanna raise your standards so you know, and I'll also make you clear on your values and your goals and raise your standards so you can get where you wanna get. Because that's very important. You know, I really think it's important to be able to do that. And I'd love to do that for any of our members or any of our group here. I've got an announcement to make. Property Secrets has changed its name. Back to Positive Property. Um, positive Property is our brand, and I think it's easier having everything as Positive Property than getting confused about stuff. But um, anyone that's on our 14 Day Challenge, I'm gonna be with you live, helping you with all your questions anyway. We've got the hot seat, and excellent. Thank you for talking about the 14 Day Challenge. Um, I think it's the best piece of work I've done for a long time. And I mean, I, I've, I've had people that have done $6,000 property investment courses in Melbourne. With a Melbourne company I'm not gonna mention. And they did my 14 day challenge and they said the $97 14 day challenge was better value. And I'm not tooting my own horn, I was just pretty happy. And today actually Amazon sent me a check for my book, which I was very surprised about. I didn't realize Amazon still sent checks. So there you go, how funny. Uh, it's been interesting. So guys, I really wish you well, and if I can emphasize anything, I really believe, no matter who you are, be clear on your goals. Find out what's important to you. Get clear on your values and your beliefs. You know, what's important to you? What, what do you value? You know, what's important to you? Um, and I was doing this with this girl the other night, you know, when she was saying about her husband, and I said, well, Tell me, tell me about your husband. She goes, well, he's a good provider. I said, tick, great. He's the father of my children. Tick, excellent. Um, and then I said, okay, well, what's bad about you? He treats me like dirt. He abuses me, calls me a slut every night and doesn't respect me. And I said, well, okay. Is that something you're willing to put up with? It's not up to me to judge. But if you want to put up with that, then you stay where you are. But if you're not, get off the fence because sitting on the fence being unsure about it doesn't help because you've got to choose whether something is part, is going over your values or not, really, at the end of the day. And I think the choice is up to you. It's not up to me to tell you what's good or bad. It's up to you to choose what you're willing to put up with, what you're not willing to put up with. And then 
once you choose what you're willing to put up with, not willing to put up with, then it's up to you to maintain that standard in your life. And a lot of people take shortcuts and try to take shortcuts on things in life. And what happens is people like they, they think integrity is important and then they try to go, okay, I won't, be I won't have integrity in this one thing. And they think that by taking a shortcut is going to help them. But shortcuts don't help you. They make it worse. They really do. Because whenever you compromise on your values, then what you're doing is really going backwards and going the wrong direction. And I think it's not worth anything in life. I'd rather die than compromise my values. Seriously. Because that's how important my values are to me. Because you need to know what you're willing to die for, what you're living to live for. And trust me on this. When you have very clear values and you live those values, the world around you is a better place. It seriously is because then the world around you reflects those values. And if you don't stick to your values, then the world around you won't, won't be reflecting your values and you're going to have a shit life. Seriously will. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your values are. If you don't know what they are and if you don't maintain them, if you don't have high standards and raise your standards to, to whatever you're willing to put up with in life, wherever it's income, wherever it's relationships, wherever it's your boss, wherever it's your health, wherever it's anything. It's all about values. It comes down to values, it comes down to standards. So if I'll give you one gift tonight, the one biggest gift of all is to tell you to raise your standards. Raise your standards on what you're willing to accept out of life, what you're willing to accept out of your partners, what you're willing to accept out of everything in life. Raise your standards. Even if just a little, raise them and hold that bar and then raise it again and just keep doing it until you get to a level place where your life is wonderful. And then that's gonna be great. Because I really want a wonderful life for everyone. My mission is to empower 10,000 Australians to, to create financial freedom through property using the Markowski method. But not only that, and the reason being is, you know, once you create financial freedom, that's just one part of it. What I'm really excited about is once you increase your income, you're gonna increase your impact. And you're gonna do good in the world. And I really believe that is my chosen thing to do. You know, so I'd like you to join me in that journey and become one of our 10,000 property millionaires here in Australia, because I really want you to be part of our group. And if our values fit you, I'm going to talk about values now. Our values are called heart. H is for have fun, progress over perfection. Number two is A, which is authentic, be real, no BS, be vulnerable. E is for everyone wins, the client wins. The company wins. The community wins. Win, win, win. R is radical responsibility. We are responsible for everything that happens in our lives. And we do whatever it takes. T is for taking pride. Take pride in our work. Take pride in ourselves and our values and of the world. That is. And if our values align, please join me in the 14-day challenge. If they don't align, please don't join me because you're not the right fit and we don't really, we don't, we don't, nothing against you, but go with someone else. And that's why I'm saying the get rich quick mentality. We're not into get rich quick. We just, I don't believe in it. I don't think it's true. There's a lot of Nigerians out there that do believe, and I'm not going against Nigerians, just the Nigerian scammers. I'm sure there's plenty of lovely Nigerians out there that aren't scammers, lovely people, like in any nationality, you know, because I think um, there, there, there definitely is, not that I know any. I think I have met um, one Nigerian, which is a pretty cool guy. Awesome guy, actually. He used to be a bouncer in Adelaide, and he was a great guy. So, guys, um, that's what, you know, if you take away, that's it. Do the 14-day challenge. 
Thanks for joining me. Hopefully I've got more energy next uh, week and um, I can really uh, give you a good show. Uh, the people that are asking other questions about property specific, I'm going to do another video this week about it this weekend and answer all your questions. So thank you so much. Enjoy. See you next week. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family. Thank <laughs> you.